All right, welcome back to chapter 35, Abdominal and Genitourinary Trauma. Our overview is going to be the abdomen and genital trauma. Case study intro, Vanessa Judy, a 35-year-old woman, is the driver of a vehicle hit on the driver's side door. There's about 12 inches of intrusion into the driver's compartment at the site of impact. She is awake and alert, complaining of left shoulder pain. Her skin is warm and dry. The EMT's examina examination reveals tenderness to palpation of the left upper quadrant along with bruising of the left lower ribs. What organ do you suspect may, be, may have been injured with this mechanism of injury? What are the consequences of injury to this organ? What are the treatment and transport considerations for this patient? Again, I encourage you to pause this video so that you can write these questions down and answer them as we go along. Okay, our introduction, abdominal trauma has the potential to cause severe bleeding and hemorrhagic shock. It is important to recognize mechanisms of injury and signs and symptoms of abdominal trauma. Trauma to the external genitalia also can produce severe blood loss. Alright, the abdomen, the anatomy of the abdominal cavity. The abdominal cavity is bounded by the diaphragm, <clears throat> abdominal and back muscles, the spine, and pelvis. The abdomen contains organs of the digestive, urinary, and endocrine systems. The visceral peritoneum supports the organs. The parietal peritoneum adheres to the walls of the abdominal cavity. Space between the visceral and parietal peritonea is called the peritoneal space. The peritoneal lining has sensitive nerves that produce severe, constant pain when irritated by substances leaking into the abdominal cavity. The types of abdominal organs and structures. You have hollow organs, hollow abdominal organs, uh, they're not as vascular, but if their contents are leaked into the abdominal cavity, parentonitis results. Parentonitis can be life-threatening, but signs and symptoms may be delayed by hours. Solid organs are vascular and can bleed profusely when injured. Bleeding may not produce severe abdominal pain. Be alert to signs of shock. So I want to re uh, reiterate something here. When we uh, look for signs of shock, we're looking for a skin condition. So that's part of your ABCs, airway breathing and circulation. We're going to be uh, looking for uh, a skin condition to determine whether the patient's in shock or not. Vascular structures in the abdomen, the abdominal aorta, uh, that big, huge uh, artery that runs uh, down, uh, the inferior vena cava, which brings the deoxygenated blood back to the heart, and then... Um, these supply blood to the abdominal organs. The diaphragm is the muscle of respiration that separates the thoracic and abdominal cavities. If injured by penetrating or blunt trauma, breathing can be impaired and abdominal organs can enter the thoracic cavity. It can be injured from a penetrating injury or from severe blunt force. <clears throat> Excuse me, the abdominal wall is an open wound. Uh, an open wound in the abdominal wall can allow evisceration of the abdominal contents. An evisceration is where the uh, organs spill out of the body. Uh, we want to protect exposed organs from further injury or contamination. We are not uh, going to replace the organs back into the body. We're going to cover them with a moist dressing, sterile dressing, uh, and, and then put an occlusive dressing on top of that. Do not try to put those organs back in the body. That includes the intestines. All right, click on the problem of most immediate concern for a patient with abdominal injury who has 
a ruptured diaphragm. All right, if you chose A, you would be correct. The diaphragm is the primary muscle of respiration. If it is torn or ruptured, it interferes with generating the negative intrathoracic pressure needed for ventilation. Abdominal organs may migrate through the opening, further impairing ventilation. Abdominal injuries. Mechanisms of injuries can be blunt or penetrating. Injuries may be open or closed. Open wounds to the abdomen are much more dramatic and easier to find upon assessment than closed wounds. Your assessment-based approach for abdominal trauma during your scene size-up. Ensure your scene is safe. Assess the mechanism of injury. Determine the characteristics of weapons, if there are any used. With penetrating trauma, anticipate multiple wounds. And blunt trauma may be more subtle. So it may not look like anything is wrong, but we need to um, feel our patient, palpate them, see if they're guarding, see if there's any pain, and then... Um, We'll know if possibly they have any closed uh, abdominal trauma. Here's a picture of a, a knife wound that caused an evisceration. Remember, that's going to be a moist, sterile dressing. And we're going to leave it just like that. And we're going to put a moist, sterile dressing on it and tape it down. Your primary assessment during abdominal trauma. In the general impression, note the patient's position. Patients with abdominal injuries may have their legs drawn up. Because if you think about it, if you um, stretch your legs out, it stretches your abdominal muscles out. All right, sorry about that. A little technical difficulty. Patients with abdominal injuries often lie with the legs drawn up in the fetal position. Like I said, um, if they're injured, it's going to hurt even worse when they stretch those legs out. All right, I'm sorry about that. We have a little bit of technical difficulties with the video. All right, your primary assessment. If spinal injury is suspected, use your inline stabilization. Establish and maintain a patent airway. Suction as needed. Maintain an SpO2. Maintain an SpO2 greater than or equal to 94%. And use positive pressure ventilation if breathing is inadequate. During your secondary assessment, consider the Patient's complaints and mechanisms of injury. Perform a rapid secondary assessment. Provide spine motion restriction if spinal injury is suspected. Inspect the abdomen. Look for contusions, lacerations, abrasions, and punctures. Look for distension. Look for discoloration around the umbilicus and flanks. Start at the point farthest away from the point of pain. So if they're telling you their pain is the right upper quadrant, then you need to palpate around that and then end up at the right upper quadrant. Note any masses or tenderness and note any rigidity. Rigidity is going to be firmness, uh, where it, it's, it should not be hard, but it, it would be hard. Uh, assess the extremities, including pulses and sensory and motor function. Inspect the posterior body and obtain a baseline vitals. Assess vital signs, obtain a history, OPQRST. Uh, it can be used to assess their symptoms and then do your sample as well. 
general emergency medical care for abdominal trauma, establish and maintain an open airway, maintain spine motion restriction, adequate oxygenation, reassess breathing, provide positive pressure ventilation for inadequate breathing, treat for hemorrhagic shock, <clears throat> control ble external bleeding, treat and evisceration, position the patients with legs flexed if possible. Stabilize an impaled object. Remember, we're never removing an impaled object. We're always going to stabilize it in place. Transport as quickly as possible. Do not touch or attempt to replace the organs. If you have an evisceration, please leave them in place. Um, if they're falling off the body, you just put them back up on the stomach, the external stomach, and then you tape them down with a moist sterile dressing. If you, if you note deterioration, Reevaluate the priority status of the patient and expedite transport. Here we go, dressing and abdominal evisceration. They're cutting away the clothing. See, they flexed his knees up. Um, don't attempt to replace the organs. Place a pre-moistened dressing over the wound. You see the uh, sterile water, saline solution. They wet the. They, they make big abdominal pad dressings um, to put on those. So. Uh, make sure you're not putting a bunch of 4x4s four on it, okay? And then they're going to tape it down. They put some plastic over it because we need to put an occlusive covering, okay? On your reassessment, repeat the primary and secondary assessments. Repeat your vital signs. Observe for indications of deterioration. Check the effectiveness of interventions. All right, genital trauma. While injuries to the genitalia are rarely life-threatening, they are typically extremely painful and can be quite embarrassing for the patient. Injuries to the male genitalia control the bleeding with direct pressure. Apply cold if the scrotum is injured. If the penis is avulsed or amputated, wrap the part in sterile saline moistened dressing and keep it cool. And assess for and manage shock. Injuries to the female genitalia. Control external bleeding with direct pressure. Do not pack or place dressings in the vagina. Assess for and manage for shock. Alright, the EMTs recognize the potential for injury to the spleen and associated risk of bleeding. They provide spine motion restriction to begin transport, obtaining a baseline set of vitals, and carefully monitor the patient for signs of shock. An abdominal ultrasound in the emergency department reveals blood in the capsule around the spleen and the patient's patient undergoes a splenectomy. Splenectomy, excuse me. Alright, uh, your lesson summary is abdominal injuries may present suddenly, but can result in peritonitis and life-threatening hemorrhage. Viscerations are treated with a moist sterile dressing covered by an occlusive dressing. The patient with abdominal injuries may be, may be most comfortable with their legs drawn up. Genital trauma can be painful and bleed profusely. Manage and external genital bleeding with direct pressure. All right, we'll see you next time.